your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom on the phone. We're getting right to it because I got a couple of things I want to get done. But on the phone with me right now is the Oktoberfest medallion winner, Peggy Manson. And I don't know if your dog is on the phone too, because it sounds like your dog Roscoe played a part. So if you want to put him on the phone as well, Peggy, you can do that. But congratulations. Congratulations on fighting medallion. Thank you so much. And actually, it's my daughter Sarah's dog, Roscoe, who was with us. Um, he was very disappointed, though, because we only had a five-minute walk. Oh. So <laughs> we're probably going to take 100 of these $500 and buy him some biscuits or something. Oh, okay. So the medallion, we got to clue number four. Um, yep. And I'm not going to read the clues because they're kind of lengthy. They look like sure. they're in, they're by haikus or poems or something. Um, but uh, where where did you find the medallion, and and what tipped you off? What was the big the big clue? Well, the, in the first one, the word post and key were there with math. Post with math, math key. We we have it in our mind. And then the second clue, clue was you had to pick: was it the river, prairie, or bluff? Um, the third clue, my, we know, of course, that Myrick my, uh, has effigy mounds, the turtle mounds. Um, so we knew it had something to do with Myrick, but there are a lot of people looking there. And then the fourth clue this morning was the marsh trail, um, and it said waterfowl, and there's a wood duck trail. And that starts in Myrick, but it ends, and it, or there's an extension over at Forest Hill by the tennis court. So we just we parked and didn't go very far and found the the, the key, you know, to the, the kiosk with the key to everything there. And um, and my uh, my daughter did a lot of research to get to this point. But we walked over to that um, little first little footbridge, and it was there, right there on the right hand side, on a post, on, underneath the post, on the, at the beginning of the footbridge so on that uh, wood. Wood duck trail, so she was she was quite correct. So was, was it hidden there. a little bit, like under the post? Like if, if you you were just walking by, you'd never see it, right? No, you would not see it. It's it's we found it before too, and it is not easy to spot sometimes. Sometimes it's more obvious than others, but it it was tough. It was um, underneath on a board, you know, the the board that goes along the top of the post. It was underneath there, and you really you had to get down and really look up to see it. And then it was if seven nails through it into the board, it was hard to get out. No, there was no nails. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Like, did I tell you that earlier? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and you you kind of alluded to it. You've you've caught the caught the medallion, found the medallion uh, before. But is uh, like, are you worried the way you're? Because I think you maybe do this every year with your family. Are you worried yeah. you're kind of giving? As you're reading the clues and giving us clues, this is the thought process that goes into finding this thing. You're gonna, you're gonna help the competition here coming years forward. Right. I, somebody asked me today, uh, "Do you have any advice for you know people looking for it?" I said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but um, we we did we found it 16 years ago. I look back at those pictures. I can't believe how young my kids were. Um, we found it 16 years ago, and and it, we found it on the third clue and. The only thing shown was the little thing that it hangs on, a little tiny quarter of an inch circle that it hangs on. My daughter, uh, they actually found it, and Rachel, her older bossy daughter, made her, uh, my oldie, older daughter, who bossed her sister, to make her look harder. So she said, you get behind me, we're both going to look. And 
boom, there it was. So, um, no, it's just such a fun family thing to do. We love, we love doing that. And we had a blast with it. 16 years ago, we just went crazy. We, <laughs> we took them down and we, kept, we taped my daughter's leg and we went up to the clinic. My husband worked at Gunnerson. He's retired now. But we went up and we caught him in the hall in pediatrics and we said, check. Sarah got hurt looking for this. Check her leg. And he lifted up her pant leg and there was the medallion. Then we went up to Shaco where my son-in-law worked and we put it in a box and left it and said, tell Joe there's a delivery and call him up here. So we hid in a coat, you know, a bunch of clothes and they called him up to the front and he opened the box. And it was just, we did this all day long. <laughs> we had so much fun sharing that. And then we just all went down to the arterial and sat and laughed and it was a blast. And we learned a ton about lacrosse. Our, our, my kids went to school when Sarah was down at Edgewood when she couldn't look for it in person and Rachel couldn't look for it in person, they would send me clues like at six in the morning, mom, get out of bed and go out to here. Sarah Sayer. <laughs> you know, you got to get up. You got to, I'm like, I have a life here. I can't just be looking for this alone. So it was good when they all ended up well, you, around here. With Mary, so. It sounds like Peggy, it sounds like you created this monster. So you better get up when they take, when they, um, <laughs> but you didn't tell the story about what you did with the thing. You, you sent me a video. It's not safe for radio. I can't play it. Uh, but, but you did, you did, you did have a little fun with the medallion you found uh, today, right? We did. We had just come back from a trip and my oldest daughter, Rachel and her husband, Joe invited the people that went on the trip. Just there was four of us and we brought Sarah along. They just over for breakfast this morning at 10 o'clock. So we went over there and, and Sarah and I went last because of course we had the medallion and they didn't know it. And we, we took a box of glazers and we, we took out the first donut in the middle and we taped the medallion down and we put the donut back over it. We took it over to her house. And we sat there for a little bit, didn't tell her what had happened, that we found it. And my daughter, Rachel, opened up the medal- or opened up the box, and she took that first donut and did not see the medallion. <laughs> and her husband saw it from across the room, and my friend, Caitlin, saw it. And, you know, she said, what are you looking at? What? And when she looked down and she just screamed, and, and possibly there were some words said between <laughs> her and my other daughter that couldn't go on the air, that we're so excited. And it, I had just never seen her face so red. She was so surprised that she missed that under the glazer. But um, we just had a blast doing that. That was so much fun. It's it's fun to hear about when somebody you know finds it. It really is. So hopefully we get to do it again. <laughs> no big deal, Peggy. But I think maybe if you talk to Quick Trip, you've got like an ad campaign here where the donuts <laughs> are so good you don't even find the medallion. Just say it. You can get a more a little bit more than the five hundred dollars out of this thing. You could get some like glazers for life or something. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> That's Peggy Manson. She and her daughter Sarah and their dog Roscoe found the Oktoberfest medallion today after clue number four. Congrats, Peggy. Thanks for letting us uh, talk to, to let uh thanks for telling the story. You betcha. Thank you for having us. All right, we'll me. see ya. Bye. 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 All right. That's the that's the story of the Oktoberfest medallion. We're literally a week away, William. We're Literally a week away from. That's uh, right. I don't know if you're a big Oktoberfest guy, um, but we're a week away. Everybody, it seems like you have to be to live in La Crosse. So, uh, but that's William Garcia. He's the Democratic Party chair here in La Crosse County, and the third CD is what we call it. Although I like to say the third U.S. House District. Uh, he's going to hang out this hour. So many things happening in Madison and beyond. So uh, we, we'll see what kind of trouble we can get him into. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you have questions, if you want to throw something at Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair and th- third CD Party Chair William Garcia, go ahead and do so. Hi, everybody. 608-785-7914. All right, 
So there's like 400 things to get into. But before we do that, I'm just going to go uber local here, right? Sure, now and sure. Not, and not very political. They do uh, the, the lacrosse center. They host like bingo, the right. nearby bike brigade. I don't right. know if you're yep. into that. Yep. But, uh, so the, the lacrosse center says, uh, we have been seeing a lot of carry-ins for Monday night bingo. We do not allow carry-ins in the building for any event. As people are coming in, please remind them of these rules. If we don't see an improvement of bingo next week, we will add security for every bingo event moving forward. And the cost of security is on there, so they'll have to pay for a security. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to apply for this security job. Okay. Because I'm going to get to be the food confiscator, and then I'm just you're gonna just going to keep the food. Yeah, you're going to walk away with I, I'm like a week's worth of food. Security contract that I keep all the food and drinks that people try to carry in. It's a it's a funny like thing to post because like is security going to pat down people to get the carry in? It's funny. I, right? I guess like, security is just going to look at you like look at you strangely if you carry food in. I don't know what else. Like I have a big, like I have a giant winter jacket and I'm just carrying a bunch of food under it. Like, well, it's not, it's 80 degrees, sir. I don't think, (laughs) uh, I don't think you should be. Anyway, I was, I thought it was funny. I, uh, I'm going to apply to be the snack security guard to confiscate all the snacks. I've, I've inquired with the lacrosse center. If anyone has, uh, been hired for that yet, not yet. So, but they have one more chance apparently next week, Monday to, uh, to ship up or, security will be confiscating your food um so i sent you this thing yep, from yep. from the uh milwaukee journal just this list of polit- politics going on in madison and i didn't like there's so many things that only these organizations that are dedicated to having someone in madison 24 7 can can cover but right beyond the like headline seeking thing is is there's all this other stuff happening in 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 our government that well and this of- is the this is the time of the session where uh, Republicans are basically grandstanding and passing all of their kind of far right laws or their far right bills, knowing they'll never become a law. And so, what they're trying to do is play to their base and say, "Hey, look! If we if we had you know all the power, these are the things we'd be doing." And so, doing all sorts of completely far right, unnecessary things, um, knowing that Governor Evers will veto them, knowing that they don't quite have. The ability to overturn a veto, it's very close, but they don't have it right now. And so it just becomes into this kind of terrible um, theater that we have to sit through. Yeah, Republicans propose enshrining voter ID laws into the state constitution. Republican bill would limit the use of John Doe investigations. Republicans roll out a bill to create a tax exemption for unborn children. And uh, Republican lawmakers and Evers divided over child care and workforce issues. That was the special session that we kind of saw yesterday. Right. They didn't technically gavel out of that thing. Right, right. It wasn't. Kind of the, so this is not the world's shortest special session yeah. because they, they theoretically did not gavel in and out like in 21 seconds. But they gaveled in and then adjourned in 21 seconds. Do you think, okay, did you hear Steve Doyle on my show the other day? A little bit of it, yes. Okay. Not all of it. At the beginning? Did you listen yep. to the beginning? Because he, he told a story. So I wonder, do they, do they not gavel out of session because they're a in session right now? They don't gavel out of session because if they gaveled out for the day, they can't gavel back in because they because of the story Steve Doyle told. So the Democrats only have a three-seat uh, minority. They're only two. A two-seat minority, super majority. Yes. So Republicans need to flip two more seats to have a super majority Correct. in the assembly or have two Democrats not be around or three. I think it's three. Well, it's... Two, so they need three to not be there. Yeah, so they need three to not be there. And Steve told this story uh, a couple days ago where 
two of the Democrats left. Yep. And he didn't know why. And I kind of want to be like, what, you know, like, let's get their comments. What, right. And, and maybe it was maybe it was for for reasons. But Steve Doyle had COVID. So he's sleeping on his couch or he's resting on his couch in his office in the Capitol. And and Republicans called back into session because they didn't gavel. And they were very sad. They were at, so upset. At 11 they thought at he was, they thought he was not there, that he had gone home with COVID. Um, and so they were really going to hope to uh, ram through a lot of these veto overrides. Yeah. I, and I, they just couldn't do it. And I, I got numbers, too, from I think it was like 55-ish veto overrides mm-hmm. and nine bills that they were going to just flip. Yeah. And I, I guess, like, the the war here in in the in the state between Governor Evers and Republicans who control the legislature – but this seems like kind of dirty. This is we just elected, re-elected Governor Evers, and trust him to do these vetoes, right? Because right? there's no other recourse for Democrats in the state. Well, I mean, remember that that Republican policies are so unpopular that really playing dirty is the only option they have. Uh, they can't really turn to the public support of their policies and say, "Hey." Call, call your assembly people, your Democratic assembly people, call your Democratic senators and tell them they really need to support this plan because a plan is so crazy far right extreme that uh, you know, no one's going to do that. Not even Republicans support all the things that the Wisconsin uh, GOP is trying to cram through the Wisconsin legislature. And so, yeah, there, there's absolutely no um, incentive for anyone to kind of walk across the aisle because these the things they're trying to pass are ludicrously bad yeah and we just it's so toxic right now they they tried apparently there were nine bills and 51 budget provisions that had steve doyle not been there so they would have flipped 60 things right and uh, it, without debate they would have been like are we flipping these yes done boom like yeah, it, it would have been that would, you know yep. why because it's 11 at night and those guys they also need to go to bed right uh, you know they they weren't like steve where they have but they, yeah so they see steve there uh you know mask on yep. and and all of what Steve kind of said, like, let out the, the groan or whatever, the harmonic groan of Republicans. I wonder what that sounded like. Um, anyway, so I thought it was it was kind of a funny story and kind of a sad story in, in, in two yeah, different I mean, ways. It, it's absolutely funny in the moment. But in terms of the state of Wisconsin politics, it is very sad because um, we can't trust Republicans to do anything. Our assembly, Democratic assembly people have to basically uh, they can't really even come home to talk to their constituents because they know. They're being watched by the Republicans. And if enough assembly people leave and are too far away to get back for a vote, they're, all the Republicans are just going to run into the Capitol and vote on all this yeah. stuff real quick. So instead of being able to like come home, visit their family, talk to their constituents, they have to kind of stick around Madison. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, that, and, and Steve alluded to that, too, because it costs taxpayers money because then they get mileage. Right. They get per diem for hotel, per diem for food. So now we're just added costs. All, and all just to be like the goalie, right. essentially. I'm sorry to use the sports analogy, but they're being like the goalie there uh, to keep Republicans from scoring on open net. Um, I don't want you to answer this question, but I will read Ace's. Okay. Because Ace is not going to like your answer. Because sure. Ace, when you I'll send probably going to answer it anyway, but that's fine. That's fine. Ace, when you send me this text message, and it's it's fine, but like, what kind of you you know you're just going to get trash for an answer here from from uh, William Garcia. I'm sorry to say it like that, but William, are you happy with Joe Biden's performance thus far, the leader of the Democrat Party? I am exceptionally happy with President Biden's performance. <laughs> Ace, what are you expecting? I mean, this the, the the inflation is dropping. Our our unemployment is at like um, all historic lows. Uh, the stock market is doing great. Um, 
we're he's doing i mean he could be doing better obviously and would be doing better with a with a democratic uh legislature uh in place in the house instead of kevin mccarthy basically firebombing everything that comes by we're we're headed for a government shutdown we're headed for a national government shutdown because um mccarthy you know has a five uh five seat speakership um and can't control his own party well republicans in the house have a five seat majority there is that what you're saying But on the flip side, it only takes one Republican to go, we're going to, um, what is it called when you oust the speaker? Yep, yep, we're going to overturn the speakership, and so boom. So that, I mean, he set that up. He made yep. those rules to take yep. over the speakership because yep. he just wants that, like, he wants to sit in that chair, right? I don't know if it's a chair, but, um, and then he he puts these provisions in, which means if he, because because we could, we w- we could run a, a bill or whatever, whatever you want to call the legislation that would keep the government running. Mm-hmm. Cause there are enough Democrats in the house and there are enough Republicans in the house that over 300 people would vote for this bill to keep the government right. going. But there's these like what, 10, 20. Yeah. They're, they're, they're basically 20. Uh, it's I think less than 20, but this small group of hard, hard right conservatives, like the Matt Gates of the exactly, world. Exactly. Right? Okay. That, that do not want, this a budget at all to go through they don't want any kind of budget to go would through. you say they, don't they want, want a government shutdown or are they fight no, no, they something? want a government shutdown yeah. they want they they want and of course i don't know if you saw but um president trump uh i get truth socialed out today that he would very much like to see a shutdown because he thinks that that will impede the federal investigations into him because they the prosecutors won't get paid i, right. I think he's wrong on well, that, that one that one's funny because if he wants that Okay, right. so they wouldn't look into Trump, but also they wouldn't look into Biden. Right. So, well, and I mean, and again, ways. they're 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 doing this part of this uh, Kevin McCarthy problem is that we now have a, an impeachment inquiry into Biden for no reason at all. And you know, honestly, I'm going to say I actually have no problem with people um, investigating Biden. I really don't. My only real problem with it is that they have shown time and time again that when they come up with nothing. They're not going to admit it. They're well, not going to say. They're not going to say we came up with nothing and we can't do anything. I'm, they're going. They're not going to say. I'm sorry. We shouldn't have looked into that. They're not going to say. Oh, uh, we looked at President Biden's uh, records and they're totally fine. They're well, not going to say it. I'm going to get into this. I don't even know if I need to get into this with Chagoski tomorrow. But I I heard this and this is the thing. And this would go with uh, the Democrats as well. I think with uh, Trump as president is when you do an impeachment inquiry and it's an election year. Well, of course, if the Republicans are going after the Democrat president in an impeachment inquiry and they they they're not going to come to the conclusion, oh, you know what? He's he's fine. Everything's great. He we can't find anything on him. He's he's right. clean. That's not going to happen. The Republicans there's no way Republicans are going to go into an election and go, yeah, he's clean. We try to impeach him, but he's crystal clear, you know, like scot free, nothing wrong. Right. Which, which I think is the main problem with the investigation starting off. If, if it was an investigation in good faith that you're like, hey, there's some weird stuff here. We want to take a look at it. Okay. Take a look at it. That's great. But, but when you find nothing, you have to say, we found nothing. Yeah. And that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. Uh, Ace texted back, thanks, William. You've confirmed once again why I changed from Democrat voting to Republican. All right. Well, you asked the question. Got now, when your daughter went to this concert, did she sing Shake It Off? I'm sure. 100%. Okay. 
I, just get get a confirmation from me. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. But oh. I I would be very disappointed if she did not. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But that's the thing. Like, she, you can look at Taylor Swift sets, right? Like, you know the, all yeah. the songs she's going to sing yeah. before the concert. Um, did you see the story about Taylor Swift uh, on Vote Day on Register to Vote Day? She I don't tw- think I did. She tweeted it out. I guess you good. You Google that for a second. Uh, because th- th- there's a number there where this hum- this is how many people registered to vote when Taylor Swift tweeted or whatever she did on whatever social media site. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I just I don't have it in front of me. I just it popped in my head with the song playing. Um, hi, I'm Rick Sullen. That's William Garcia, the Cross County Democratic Party chair, uh, hanging out with us this hour. I, I did want to so a lot. Of, I don't want to talk about national politics anymore, except for the fact that the U.S. Senate has kind of relaxed the dress code and it appears to be because of John Fetterman's uh, wearing, he's like the Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots, uh, the New England Patriots coach, Bill Belichick, who always wears like a hooded hooded sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off. It looks awful. Uh, but that's, that's what he does. Cause he's uh, in quote unquote, the greatest football coach in the uh, history of the NFL. I, I would argue that it was Tom Brady, but anyway, so the U S Senate has relaxed the dress code and, and Susan Collins came out and said, well, if that's the case, I'm going to wear a bikini tomorrow. And I was like, is she like great? Like do, not great in terms of like you wear what you want. And right, wear, yeah, the I, world wear what you want. I, like I am far more interested in, in the policies that people are presenting and the votes that they're casting than what they're wearing. This is the problem with how uh, it's it's not it's not how we cover politics. And I'm doing the thing right now. It's it's what sticks as something to talk about this is really easy to talk about because we would all love a relaxed dress code right right? like i I think as a society we should normalize sweatpants as the working attire instead of ties and jackets which are you know very uncomfortable and kind of you know hard to tie really you know well and i think most most importantly they're expensive i mean i think that's the the thing that we don't talk about enough when we talk about suits is that they are a barrier to entry uh you have to be you know fairly well off in order to have a suit and you have to be very well off in order to have a closet full of them to work with. So it is a barrier to entry to a bunch of jobs and it's not something we should be supporting. Yeah, that's the yeah, perfect uh, way to take that. Um, all right, so let's reel it in. Oh, did you, did you find the number? Or no? Yeah. Um, so apparently um, it, a 115% increase and 35,000 people registered on Tuesday. Right, um, and, and probably in her state, right, or something like in Tennessee or something like that. I think, um, but a hundred hundred percent increase, so double the number of you, over right. double, over the double number. the number they had last year. <laughs> so the power of Taylor Swift, yep. man, it continues. Y- y'all better just make whatever politicians are out there. You've all better just make Taylor happy. I right. mean, would be fun. I mean, she's a Democrat, so it's fine. <laughs> if she ran for president right now, she would be Joe Biden in a landslide. <laughs> I'm not sure if she's old enough. <laughs> You're right. That's right. Well, I guess I don't know how old Taylor Swift is. You know, when when AOC first came, that was always the joke I made. Is like AOC. I think it was last election. She would be just old enough uh, to run for president, but she's kind of fallen back in line. I think with the rest of the Democratic Party to an extent. Um, What do you want to What do you want to tackle here? Uh, Oh, in terms of in terms of Wisconsin politics here, what what do you think is most important? Well, I mean, I I I think it's important to kind of constantly look at and check in on what's going on with Republican impeachment fever over in Madison. Um, 
several weird things have happened with the impeachment. They're, they keep openly discussing impeaching Janet Protasewicz before she has heard a single case. Right. And, of course, remember, uh, you can go to defendjustice.com for a lot of great information on that and to find out exactly how your assembly person and state senator are voting on those uh, on this idea of impeachment, what they've said publicly about the idea of impeaching Justice Protasewicz. So that's defendjustice.com. But um, they are also now... Um, circulating apparently impeachment uh, articles against Megan Wolf. Did you call it impeachment fever? Because that's kind of great. <laughs> it's impeachment fever. <laughs> it's impeachment. Because, yeah, the, Megan Wolf is the Wisconsin Election Commission administrator. Uh, we've done this on the podcast. The Wisconsin Election Commission was created by Republicans after the, the board before that was disbanded because that board that looks into elections was looking into malfeasance by then governor Scott Walker. So it was disbanded and they built this new thing instead. And now they want to destroy that because that thing is looking into Republican malfeasance. Yeah. Right. Well, actually it's kind of like it's doing its job and right. It's, it's not, that's the problem. It's doing its job and that's the problem. So, so, and, and so now they're not only trying to impeach a, a Supreme court justice who won by 11%, in the uh, last election, took over in August, hasn't heard a case, hasn't done really probably right. anything, really. Uh, now they want to, because they, they tried to fire Megan Wolf, the Wisconsin election. Right. So, so the Senate, the Senate um, it was a Senate committee, a Wisconsin Senate committee tried to fire her, uh, voted to fire her, but that committee has no actual legal jurisdiction to do that. And so it was another in a long line of GOP like show trials that they're putting on down in Madison. Uh, so now because that didn't work, they are now circulating impeachment articles to get rid of her. And, and here's the thing. Remember, she's done a great job. Like one, this is a nonpartisan office. She is not a Republican. She is not a Democrat. All right. She is the center of a lot of ludicrous and disproven conspiracy theories about Wisconsin and the uh, 2020 election. Mm-hmm. And um, even though these have been refuted over and over again, even though there's evidence that that she did nothing wrong and that she ran a great election with very little fraud, instead, the Republicans are saying, we don't care about the facts. Our base doesn't like her. We're going after her. And it doesn't it doesn't matter the facts. It's, it's funny how they're kind of all intertwined, right? The impeachment of Janet Protasewicz. Yep. The the what you have to do with the Wisconsin Election Commission administrator, the creating the, a new the creating a new system for gerrymandering that looks like it's good, but it's but it's got a poison pill, well, pill at the end even, of it. Yep. It doesn't even look like it's good. They just called it the Iowa model, and it's right. not the Iowa and it's not the <laughs> Iowa model. But you have to see that's the thing. You have to get to the end to find out it's not the like the yeah. first three quarters of it reads. Oh, this looks a lot like the Iowa model, right. and then you get to the end and you're like, oh, oh, it's not at all. I see. Yeah, the 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 system in which we would draw voting maps in Wisconsin. Again, they put that out. You said they created it at three in the morning. Yep. Okay. So the, did they release it at three in the yes. morning? Yes. Well, okay. they they filed it with the 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 legal official papers with uh, the legislature it was filed at 3 a.m. Okay, nothing good happens after 2 nope. a.m., right? <laughs> so they file it at 3 a.m. and then they give the assembly with no public hearings 48 hours to vote, which we uh, we should all be upset about. Right. It's not even just a little even thing. Even if you agree with it, like you're not it, like no public hearing about something that's going to radically alter how we do elections in the state. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It, that's 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 the way to put it. Radically alter how we do elections in the state. Um how we draw maps, how we draw voting district lines. Um and, and it just gives them an, a, a way to, if you want to write into the law, a way to bypass the Supreme Court. Because at this point, we've now made the Supreme Court the 
ruling body. Right. Correct. On on the final say yep. on how the maps are should yep. be drawn. And that's fine if you want to because we didn't do that until the last time. Right. The Republicans were okay with the Supreme Court drawing the maps the last when time. When they or, controlled it. Right. Or deciding on which yep. maps to take. But now that the the Supreme Court flipped, it's just so yep. obvious. Like, oh, they flipped. So no, now we don't actually want you to vote on the map. So we're gonna write a whole new system and then And that system is gonna completely bypass the governor the, the, and the, the Supreme the, Court. The governor and the Supreme Court. And then just give them the the the, the Republicans in the legislature or the legislature I should right. say the power right. uh to to draw the map. So it's even worse. It's a worse system than what we have now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I've only I've been so focused on the fact that they're they're calling it the Iowa model without it actually being that, uh, that I haven't even thought about the fact that yeah, it probably is a worse system because Ultimately, what th- what they do is just give full control to the legislature, which is gerrymandered with a majority of Republicans, yeah. and this gerrymandered body now becomes a final arbiter in terms of who gets to um, we've, we've, uh, where you get to vote and where the, what the maps are. Yeah, we've doubled down right. on ourselves drawing the maps, right. ourselves being Republicans in yep. the legislature. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. But that comes back to now, so impeach the Supreme Court, because at this point, they are the ones that Republicans have given power to to draw the maps. Um, and now impeach uh, Megan Wolf, the Wisconsin Election Commission chair. But can it, can we impeach her? Because the Senate, we're 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 still questioning whether or not we can fire her. I believe that she can be impeached. I could be wrong on that, and I apologize for not knowing for sure. Yeah, because but I believe well, that's. I mean, William, that nobody a, knows, right? That I believe that she can be impeached. Okay, so is this going to be the first of the second of? How many more people do we need to impeach in this state? Right, yeah, well, I mean, they, we, they keep finding new people to impeach. Wait, we tried to right. impeach Governor Evers, didn't we not? Didn't we, didn't we? That allowed him to raise money, right? There was they, they, talk, they didn't actually do anything on that. They knew that that was a bridge too far. But they, what, what is the thing? They, they, they start taking, getting signatures for impeachment, like from the community or something like that? No, it's not from the community. It's just from, from other legislatures. But, legislators. Once, but they tried to do that. I don't remember that. because I remember, I, I remember sort of what you're talking. Because once about. they opened that window, William, that allowed Governor Evers to start like campaigning, to start like raising money, and he raised all kinds of money in that window while they like right. tried to get. Well, well, and of course, I just googled it, and it's it's the news is so full of the yeah, recent can. impeachments. Yeah, you I can't have find to do like tools gonna, and right, search. Gonna, I'm going to have to do all so. sorts of horrible things to find that out. Um, all right, so there's so there's the impeachment of Megan Wolf. Um, the, you know, we can't even get into the Fred Preen part of the situation where re, uh, the the conservative led Supreme Court has created a monster where Megan Wolf never has to leave her position unless she dies or does something very like unlawful, right? Where she has to be removed because of it because the the Supreme Court before ruled right. that. Hey, when it was in ha- when it was in the interest of conservatives, nobody has to, to keep le- people or, uh, to keep people in their job uh, in perpetuity. Yeah, nobody has to leave their post unless you die, even though your term expired twenty months ago. Your six year term, nonetheless. Um, all right, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Breaking news? No, this isn't breaking news. Actually, September twenty first. That's today, four ten p.m. That's kind of breaking. This is. The, sure. What are we talking about? We, we I don't gotta, know. We just got to reset a little bit uh, or just like step back from politics for a second, even though William Garcia is a lacrosse county Democratic Party chair. A toddler lost in the woods found asleep using family dog as a pillow. Oh, good. 
I'm glad that she's okay. Police say a two-year-old girl who walked away from her home in Michigan's Upper Peninsula with two family dogs was found hours later asleep in the woods using one of the canines as a furry pillow. Michigan State Police say the other dog was next to her, keeping her safe. So both dogs were hanging out. I mean, get a dog, everybody. Just yeah, go. Those are good dogs. Go those to are the excellent society. dogs. Go to the Humane Society and rescue one of those dogs. Um, and uh, speaking of that, the, the Roscoe, the dog we talked about at the beginning of the hour, when uh, we talked about Peggy winning the or finding, finding the, the medallion. medallion, Roscoe also a rescue dog. So oh, him. excellent. Yep. Although she might have told me on the phone that Roscoe's kind of a numbskull. So. I have the legal number limit of pets in my house, the lacrosse legal limit of four pets. So oh, really? we, we can have no more. Oh, the city of lacrosse has a – Yep. is it four chickens then as well? I have chicken? no – I do not know I the know chicken have, rules. I know you can have chickens. I don't I know the chicken rules. All I know is you're only allowed four pets. We have four cats, and that's it. You could take that right to the courts. These chickens aren't pets. These aren't they're pets. U- they're they're workers. They're yeah. utilities. We need these things. Um, all right, last thing. We, we kind of – like the fury of, the, of politics that's going on in Madison, we we missed one, and um, it's it's over diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is often a topic that I think people don't quite understand. I even brought the diversity, equity, inclusion consultant yeah. that Lacrosse County Board had hired to do that right. DEI through the Lacrosse County Board or Lacrosse County government, and you know we had a good we had a good conversation about stuff, but then also like. It's confusing as well. Like so, some of that time I'm like, oh, I don't, I still don't know if I quite understand. Um, but but DEI in the UW system, yep, like which every- is which is dedicated to making sure that every student at a UW school, regardless of income, race, religion, sexuality, whatever, it's- has equal access to education. That's what DEI is all about. It's all coming back to me now because we we did a podcast on it. We DEI. did? And, and a we, while ago. It was a while ago. That was, one was a while it, ago. Well, that's why it's all coming back to me because yeah. when you – But, but the, the important part is I, I want to get it because we're going to run out of time and I want to get it out, that what is happening right now is that Robin Voss is holding up a 4% salary increase on professors in the UWL system is saying we're, I'm not going to allow this, uh, this 4% raise for professors – Unless you completely remove all of the DEI programs from the school. These schools are vital to ensuring that our um, traditionally marginalized um, uh, students have equal access to learning on campus. They They are vital programs. They ensure that everyone is learning. They ensure that everyone has access to everything that UW system has to offer. They are vital. And the fact that and remember, 4% this year is not even a co- an inflation. It doesn't even match cost of living in terms of inflation for this last year. A 4% increase that professors who have not had a salary increase in, in a while, especially a, a large one, um, Voss is holding it up saying, no, professors don't need any more money until we get rid of these diversity, equity, and inclusion groups. And I know you say professors, and I don't know if you're trying to do that to make it sound like you know, because we we often know teachers are underpaid, but is it all UW workers? Is it like the people that make the meals? At, you know, like I, I mean, one of the most important parts. I of believe my it is. I believe it was, is instructors. Oh, okay. Because one of the most important parts of my college career was going. And now, of course, to I'm going to find room. out. I'm going to find out right now that it's not. I'm okay. Well, it. either way, but, I just I it, it 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 might be. So either way, but like it's it also could be all the other UW workers, the people that make the. The meals for for uh, the students when you know because they 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 live there and right. and the people that clean the buildings all that stuff. 
Um, it could be. Either way, I think we could all sympathize with the fact. No, that it's it, all employees. It's all employees. Okay. So there. I mean, I, I guess it's just a tiny detail. I just wanted to get straight. And you're 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 a googling maniac over there. So. Yep. Um, yeah, and I remember now because when we talked about DEI on the podcast, Democratic Voice, you did you did a very good job of kind of explaining. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll so admit, go check it out. I know. Go check sure. out the podcast. I honestly I should listen to it again because it'll help me better understand. But DEI and the UW system, DEI, like anyone that works for a corporation, yeah. they do all the same stuff. Right. So right. you don't see Robin Voss well, trying in to fact, hold corporations. In fact, the uh, private companies are clamoring for students that understand DEI. We are actually putting students at a disadvantage in the marketplace once they graduate if we don't give them better tools and understanding for, of what DEI means and how it works. So we are, we are not only harming our professors by not paying them, we're harming our students by not giving them an important piece of information they need to be competitive in the workforce. Yeah, and we we keep doing that all over all over right. the place in terms of like like that was the the whole special session yesterday, right? Governor Evers calls a special session. A big part of that was childcare, but another part of that, I and think, childcare also, is what is this week's podcast. So stay tuned Monday for that. <laughs> and another part of that was just straight up UW funding, right? Like right. just yep. Like, but people just I I feel like people don't understand that. I mean, even myself, like, okay, what does that mean when it's just uh, we're going to give a hundred billion dollars to the UW system for funding, and it's just like okay, but we're also just not building the the Prairie Spring Science right. Center here at UW Lacrosse, so maybe it means something like that as well. It does, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's an expensive system to run. Uh, uh, professors need to be paid competitive salaries. Um, we need to keep the costs low. So, in order, the um, every dollar that the the government spends to on the UW system is a dollar we do not have to charge students in tuition. But there's a, yeah, it's twofold here, right? Like if we invest in education from from K to through college, yep. right? Uh, we make Wisconsin like the place to be to get a good education, which it used to be before yeah. Act Ten. Wisconsin was considered the gold standard of education in this country. Act Ten obliterated that. In fact, most school districts are still are just now. What what are we? Thirteen years later, school districts are just now starting to. Uh, be paid the same amount of money that they were paid 13 years ago before Act 10. Does that have something to do with shared revenue flipping just recently? A little bit, but most of it has to do with just the natural 13 years of inflation. You could just say Joe Biden if you want. (laughs) And Joe Biden. (laughs) That's the cross-county Democratic Party Chair, William Garcia. Hey, man, thanks a lot for spending most of the hour with me.